<laughs> yes. yes. But like, the comparison like with me and some so that'd be something neat to see, you know, the Harris Harris at the Pirates playing in, in Williamsport wasn't a sh- Welcome to the Nowler Sports Podcast, episode 45, the home of sports talk for everyone. I'm David. I'm Jason. Welcome aboard. So any uh, DVAs we got to do this, do before we get started? Because I know there's normally something. <laughs> uh, I'm three and one in the Baseball Together Fantasy Baseball League. That's all I got. Oh, hey, that's that's better than uh, I think the Reds. <laughs> yeah, the Reds are something else this year. It's kind of I look at it the same way as I do the Pirates and the and the O's. It's sad because they're they're good teams, but. Ah, it's just it's it sucks because they're they're teams with histories, teams with loyal fan bases, and you know there's nothing that can be done. It's funny as I saw uh, I saw uh, one of those like food triangle things, like the you know what I mean, don't you? I don't know the pyramid, a food pyramid. Yes, that's, yes, yes and the that's Reds it. are at the bottom. I saw that. Yes, yes that like you know the the teams look to win, the okay teams. The, we'll do we'll do it next year, and then the Reds. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess we should acknowledge that. Uh, what's the score of the Caps game? The Caps game is three uh, three going into overtime. So by the time you guys listen to this, that game will be over. But that would be a good segue to go into the first period. Yeah, see, I'm got some good ones every now and then. There you go. Hockey playoff updates. This playoffs has been definitely surprising with uh, some of the teams that you expected not to do well are actually putting up a fight. Like, well, mm-hmm. I'm not sh- I'm not sure if you remember uh well, you do remember Dan from the wedding that I played hockey with. He's a Penguins fan. I know a, a few Penguins fans who are quite surprised that the team snuck into the playoffs based on how horrible I've been told they were playing this season. Well, he was the same way too. And then he was like, I'll be so shocked that they win one game. Now, I know after series, after series, after series of watching the Penguins in the playoffs year after year, they're a good team when they hit the playoffs. Despite how much I do not like the Penguins, I will say they are a good team but now, in the playoffs. Let me ask you this. Age is starting to catch up with them, is it not? What, the Penguins? Yeah. Age, age, age and injuries. Well, injuries right now, especially with Crosby out being, uh, they're saying an upper body injury for him that he missed game six. I, I know you don't like him, and it's something I've kind of said a few times on the show now, and I'll say it again. And I know it's redundant, but I think his career would be totally different if the game was played the way it used to be and you had enforcers. Yeah, it would be different. It would be different. I mean, I hate to see. Now, um, as you know, I'm not a Crosby fan, but I hate to see players of that caliber get hurt because they are talented players. And he was a talented player. Absolutely. Still is. is a but yeah, still, I mean, he's, but he's, he's, he's not he's what he yet. was. No, after that first con- major concussion at the Winter Classic a few years ago against Washington, he's he's not. I mean, he could have been a lot further in his career than what he is now with stats, but you know, injuries you really can't help right. when you be, when you become a target. And we're not going to have an that's... indictment on the NHL with this. I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that series just went three three Penguins Rangers because the uh, Rangers just won Game Six tonight, five to three. Capitals are going to overtime, like we said. Uh, we got th- there's three game sixes, or, or I'm sorry, three game sevens on Saturday, May 14th. So by the time you hear this, those games will probably be over. Because I expected Carolina to beat Boston more than what they have. Tampa, I kind of expected to roll over Toronto. Yeah, but you know, playoff playoffs in any sport teams go into that extra gear 
Um, and hockey is definitely one of the sports where, you know, extra gear is needed. Um, yeah. So when there's, you know, lesser teams showing up and playing their hearts out, it speaks a lot about the importance of playoffs and what, what it means to these players. Well, the fact is that Toronto, though, every year they go into the playoffs. I think the last few years they played Boston, they couldn't get past the first round. They couldn't. And they go up against Tampa, who has just won the past two Stanley Cups, going for their third in a row. Now, here's a good question. Yeah. Um, When do you consider it a dynasty? Is it after? Is it three when you hit when you three peat? Is that considered a dynasty? Well, I know they considered it a dynasty when Chicago won it three times in five years. Well, I'm just asking you personally. Like, what do you consider a dynasty? Is it more? Is it? Is it two or is it after three? I mean, I think if you three peat, yeah, you have a. Now it's hard to four peat. So if you win, let's say, three Stanley Cups in five years, yeah, I consider that a dynasty. If you win four Stanley Cups in five years, that's definitely a dynasty. Because you got to, like, totally honest here, I mean, you look at the Bulls in the 90s, mm -hmm. two seasons they they weren't in the finals, two seasons they didn't play for the, you know, they didn't win a championship, but there's six seasons that they did. I would say that's a dynasty, even with those two missed years. Well, yeah, no, I would consider that dynasty as well. I mean, like I said, they consider Chicago a dynasty when they won when they won three and I think it was five years. You know, and if Tampa can win another one within the next two years, yeah, they, you know, at least one or two more. And yeah, I consider that a dynasty for them. Because I know right now, uh player pat maroon he's going for his uh fourth straight stanley cup yeah he won uh in 19 with uh st louis and then the last two with tampa now how lucky do you have to be to hit that just right to <laughs> where yeah you know, i mean i mean how lucky do you have to be i mean that's that's 100 luck to be able to do that yeah but toronto I just looked it up here real quick just to see if I was right. And in seven, in the 18 and 19 playoffs, they lost to the first round against Boston. It's game seven. They lost to the Blue Jackets in the, in the bubble. And then they lost to the Canadians in the first round uh, last season. So they can't make it out of the first round. So the fact that they have a game seven with with uh, Tampa right now, that's we'll see what's going to happen. Can they knock out the defending champions? Because right now there's only two teams that are advanced to the second round. Avalanche swept the Predators, and the Blues beat the Minnesota Wild four to two. Okay. And there's Dallas and Calgary tonight. Calgary's trying to finish it out. And the Oilers and the Kings are going for seven. But if you think about it, there's not really that many overtimes happening this season, you know, or actually this playoffs. I mean, there's a couple overtimes that happened, but not with with the amount of games going on. Right. Now, what, now why do you think that is? I mean, just taking an educated guess. As a What's lifelong a, hockey fan, it's a faster it, game. It's a faster game than what it was back in early two thousands. It's a faster game, more talent, more more speed. And do you think? That, I mean, do you think at some point the game's going to balance out? I mean, I think at one point. I think it was kind of early 2000s. I do think it was balanced out because you didn't have, you didn't have all the big finesse going on. You had your Eastern or your North American style, which was normally the 
the grinding, the, you know, the, the body checks, the fighting, the rough nose players. Then you have your European style, which was more finesse. And it was normally East was set to be European or I'm sorry. East was normally North American hockey, which was, oh, like I said, the, the, the hitting, the more physical aspect of the game and European was more f- finesse. But I think after the lockout, uh, I think it was 0405. Yep, that's about right. Uh, then we need, you know, then that's when we saw a lot of the a lot of the transition to all of European where they basically took all the big hits out. When they took all the physical aspect out of the game. I'm of the thought you can't have hockey without both. And I think and I think it's a why I have a hard time getting back into the game because I'm I I appreciate the finesse and the technical skill of of the faster, more finesse style players, but hockey is a physically demanding sport where you need to have physical presences on the ice who serve their role as well. So well I, well I think you still have the physical aspect on the ice, but not as it used to be back before the the, the, the lockout in the 0405. Right. Before in lockout of 0405, there was a lot of physical aspects to the game, a lot of hard hitting, a lot of what hockey used to be. But since then, it just seems, I mean, it, I mean, like I said, this is my opinion. Whoever's listening can, you know, if you want to put an argument, fine. Well, you know, we can talk about it. That's fine. That's, you know, put it on to Facebook, do social media with it. That's fine. We'll invite you on. No, so this way we can, <laughs> you know, this way to, hey, to, to hear your, your opinion on it. That's what we want to do. We want to hear your opinion on, on stuff like this. I mean, you hear ours, we want to hear yours. But I just feel like they need to bring back more of, that style because i think that will really give i mean don't i'm not saying to go head hunting but to give more more physical with it yeah to balance the game out and the panthers just eliminate the washington capitals so that over panthers move into round two and this was the first time they've won a series since 96 that's early in their their lifespan well, 90, that's when they lost the Stanley Cup to Colorado. Who's already when, in the second round with the Blues. Yeah. And now I'm going to throw out some names here back when Florida was last, who, you know, when they were in the finals back in 96, Joe Sackick, Peter Forsberg, Patrick Waugh, John Van Viesbrook. <laughs> I mean, those names are way, way, way back there. This was back when Florida scored a goal. They threw rubber rats onto the ice. <laughs> but I, I just wish they would bring back the physical aspect of the game. I really do. But so far, it's been an entertaining playoffs. That's it's, good. Been ve- it's been a very entertaining playoffs. That's for sure. That is for sure. I did hear, though, that I did hear arguments, and I'm glad they it was just pushed to the wayside where they want to do a shootout in the playoffs. No. Exactly. I understand the argument, but no. No, keep that. At least keep that tradition going. Keep the five on five, and when it stops, it stops. Well, this, this ties into a discussion I had um, earlier this week. Ironically enough, at, at softball, uh, watching my daughter play. Um, baseball does a lot of things to try and speed up the game and make the game more fan friendly. But what they're missing out is they're trying to accommodate the game for an audience that isn't ever going to be there. And they take for granted the audience that is there. And I think to some degree, hockey is like that as well. Instead of trying to cater to an audience that you may never get, cater to the audience you have and grow it from there. Well, here's the thing. If you if you entertain the audience you have, well, my friend up the road, Mike, he barely ever watched hockey, if at all, ever. He might have kept, caught a game here and there. Oh, dude, we He's, could do six degrees of separation with you and, and converting people to hockey fans. So, <laughs> you know, uh, he was asking questions on 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 the game, mm-hmm. and he was getting more and more into it. 
And then we'd come, you know, he'd come up and watch more games. And sure enough, he'd be more and more into it. Right. So, you know, you'd ask questions about it and just getting, you know, like you said, more and more fans into it. Because that's the thing. Yeah. It's just like baseball. If you can get younger fans into it, that grows everything. You don't have to make wholesale changes. Really, my biggest argument is if you want more younger viewers for any sport, start them a little earlier. I mean, football got that taken care of because it's a Saturday afternoon kind of thing. But basketball during the week and baseball and hockey tend to start later. And that's not always conducive for younger fans to be able to watch. That's just my no. two cents. I mean, some games start at 730. I think 7, 730 is the average time, you know, Eastern Standard Time, I should say. So, but that's the average. But the playoffs are soon in the second round, so it's uh, definitely going to be interesting because Florida just advanced. So there's three teams in the second round. Uh, but yeah, it's, hopefully we get some uh, some more good games. I know the Pens. Well, game one, I think of the Pens Rangers game went. I think it was three overtimes, and I had to laugh because we just because I was mentioning you. We just finished talking about the extensive right, overtime. overtime games. Sure enough, there's three. <laughs> Hey, I I love watching those types of games because you the anticipation, right? Especially the further along it goes. So, so on that note, that'd be the end of the first period. We'll be right back. For listeners of the Non-Letter Sports Podcast, if you visit fansidea.com and use the code NASPOD at checkout, you will get 10% off your order. Fansidea.com is the place to go for custom-made jerseys, hoodies, shirts, and other gear. The perfect product, perfectly stitched, perfect sublimation, and perfect embroidery. 100% handmade and delivered on time. That's certainty, and it's their promise to you. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can see David with his Flyers-inspired NASPOD hockey jersey. Uh, You can see me with my sublimated NASPOD jersey. And again, that is code NASPOD, N-A-S-P-O-D, at checkout for 10% off your order at fansidea.com. Baseball fans, check out the Baseball Together podcast. Your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes, present new episodes for the entire baseball family every Tuesday. Available on all your favorite podcast apps and YouTube. Come join our baseball family, where we do baseball together. If you're looking for a podcasting channel with lots of shows in one spot, look no further than CKCC Radio. I'm Chris O'Mealy, the commissioner of CKCC Radio, and I'd like to tell you about some of the great shows you can listen to when you subscribe to our channel. You can check out The Nerd Table with myself and my co-hosts Eric and Dan as we review all kinds of nerdy topics on a weekly basis. You can also check out two shows by Jeff Trelowitz, the Ranking Tracks podcast and the Real Paranormal Talk podcast, where Jeff ranks songs on the album that he reviews and also talks about his real-life paranormal investigations while talking about famous stories as well. You can check out the Race Nerd podcast with Matt Hardman as he reviews all of the racing events of the past week. Check out Jay Bunny's Music Hub, where Jason Chin interviews various artists throughout the music industry and plays samples of their songs with their permission. Check out The A Show and By The Numbers. Matt Derline, professional wrestling referee, hosts By The Numbers as he interviews wrestlers in matches that he himself has personally been the referee for. And on The A Show, him and Chris Decker team up to draft rosters with special guests from various years in wrestling promotions. There's also the Board to Death binge cast where the Board to Death clan reviews easy to digestible chunks of television shows and movies for your enjoyment. There's also tons of other great shows, but there's too many to talk about here. So you'll just have to check out CKCC Radio at ckcradio.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to the second period. First period, we did uh, NHL playoff updates. Now we do USFL updates. So We really haven't talked about it since before it launched, so I guess we kind of have to the way we, we talked about it a few times. Yeah, I mean, I, there are only uh, four games in today is, or I should say this weekend is week five for them. Uh, so I know earlier the uh, 
uh, Birmingham Stallions and the uh, – oh, no, that was week one. Why did that not change? <laughs> that it did happens. not change. Oh, I'm sorry, the game's still live on uh, on USA right now. It's on the fourth quarter. Actually, I think the game's over because I just tried to bring it up on USA and it didn't come up. Uh, there's three minutes and five seconds left. Uh, Tampa Bay is winning 27-20. to 20. Yeah, I see the score, but I'm just curious on why it did not show up on my TV when I call on USA. I have it on right now, actually. There uh, is literally dozens in the seats, which is something I want to get into. Yeah, I, I have a few statements on that as well. But yeah, no, the game just finally just came up for me. It's that Chicago Fire. Well, no, it's that's not Chicago Fire. No, I think it's because it's running into Chicago Fire. Uh, is yeah, yeah. But when I clicked on time, when I clicked the first time though, it had Chicago Fire on, which was the weird thing. Yeah, but I mean, I know some of the games I've watched. I I like them. A lot of them were good the games. Football is fine. It's just. The only the only time that you see more than dozens of people in the stands is when Birmingham's playing because they play in Birmingham. Um, I get I get that they played it safe and they started the the league in one location uh, to try and save money to try and kind of give it a soft start, if you will. Um, but it's not looking good visually on TV. No, 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 no. I mean, okay, yeah, like you said, they played it safe. But I, it, don't you think this would hurt, hurt them financially? Because if you would go, if Fox you would go, Sports owns it. Yeah, but are you going to be able to keep the league running when you can't get people into the stands? So if they, well, like you said, at the, at, you know, at the Birmingham games, yeah, they're going to be packed. But well, they haven't been packed. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. More than two people. Well, my thought is, um, and I've seen this on uh, the USFL subreddit on Reddit. Um, the belief amongst the fans, and I tend to agree with them, is that Fox's Fox is invested in this more so for content than they are creating a league that's that's going to draw in thousands of fans. For them, it's it's cheap content for TV. The fact that NBC's aboard is just icing on the cake. You know what I mean? It it doesn't it doesn't take away. It doesn't add. It's just nice to have someone else invested in it. Um, and I think it's gonna be hard. Pardon me. It's gonna be hard to judge this season against any future seasons because the belief is that next year. They will be playing in Philadelphia. They'll be playing in Pittsburgh, in New Jersey, in Tampa Bay, wherever. That they will have a setup home in whatever their home city is. And I think that will actually, to, to me, that would that would definitely bring more more money into you know into it, just because you're going to be able to fill more seats than what they are now. Right. I mean. And we always make the comparison, but it's the only comparison to make comparing it to the XFL before it folded because of COVID. They were selling out a few of the soccer stadiums they were playing in. But. But now here's the other thing of that. Yeah, Vinnie Mac owned it with whatever his company he called to run the USFL because it wasn't under. Titan Sports. Titan Sports is WWE or was WWE. I forget what. I don't even know if Titan Sports even exists. That's how old school I am. Um, but he had a separate company set up for the XFL, and then they were invested as well as ESPN and ABC. So you had Disney because they own an ESPN and ABC being involved. I think there was more marketing behind the relaunched XFL back in 2020 than there is behind the USFL. Because you don't see a lot of USFL commercials if you're watching baseball on Fox, if you're watching something on NBC, if you're watching something on USA. If you're watching on anything. It just seems like if you're watching it 
when it's on, you happen to see USFL. Whereas the XFL was being advertised on ABC, it was being advertised on ESPN, because that's who was carrying it. Well, it's just like when you have, you know, the NFL games, you were constantly seeing it on all the sport networks, all, you know, NBC, CBS. So, and here's you the constantly see thing. that, but with, well, with the USFL, like you, like you just said, you don't see it. You don't see the advertising. The only time you do see it is when you start scrolling through your channels. Oh, what's this? Here's something that I found really interesting, and it goes back to the whole comparison with the XFL. ESPN isn't giving it the time of day on SportsCenter, from what I hear. They're just ignoring it, which is really funny because 21 years ago when the XFL first launched, they ignored the crap out of that. <laughs> um, and then to take it back even further, when the original USFL existed, it was the only football ESPN could put on. Well, Which for those I, listening, if you've never read those, those guys have all the fun. It is uh, the oral history of ESPN, and it is fantastic. I highly recommend it. I just feel like if they put more, more into advertising, they could get more people. They could get more ratings. But like you just said, will they put the time into it? I mean, ESPN's not even giving it the time of day, like you said. And if they put more out there, like more on, well, like this game's on USA. So if they advertise it more, let's say on USA, they advertise it more on Fox. Not well, just Fox, now, Sports, I mean, just Fox. I mean, you do a little more advertising where there's a lot of, like, let's say, whatever, you know, TV shows on during the week. Put it on there. Just put it like little small 10-second clips, 10-15 seconds. Well, I mean, so there's some good news from week four. Um, so the Stallions and the Bandits game from last Saturday was watched by almost a million and a half people. Uh, the Sunday game versus the Gamblers and the Breakers was also watched by almost a million and a half people. So it's not like they're it's not like they're getting they're not getting viewers. And in the world of streaming and multiple hundreds of cable channels, one point one million is actually a pretty good number nowadays compared to twenty years ago. Well, not just that. I mean, for something that's not advertised either, you know, you're getting that many views. And that's not even accounting for what people are probably watching streaming on Peacock because Peacock streams every game and has them available to watch on demand. Yeah, I mean, it's who knows if that's even being counted. The cock, as some people call it. Of course. <laughs> Does it surprise you? Did you watch the USFL and the cock? No, couldn't do it. <laughs> Had a hard time pulling it up anyway. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. No, no, we're not going. Um. <laughs> Oh, that could go south so quick. And and it does on some podcasts I listen to. So we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I'm going to say that Tampa Bay probably has this game wrapped up as we're, we're recording this at 11, 18 p.m. on Friday, May 13th. But there's still. Yeah. Yeah, they probably do at this point. Because they have the ball, I, they can just kill the clock. I think it's going to be hard to judge the first season without seeing how a second season goes. And I, I don't see Fox cutting ties on on this because it is cheap programming for them. Um, you know, there's not a lot they have to invest in it. Um, and it's bringing in a million viewers. So that's a plus, too. It's not completely tanking. Yeah, it's something they probably ne never expected or either, you know, they don't, ex they probably never expected that the yeah, first yeah, year. Yeah, I don't think that the, the hype machine was really big for this. I think whatever, whatever it does, it's considered successful. Now, looking at the standings, there's only one undefeated team in the entire USFL, and that's the Birmingham Stallions. Yeah, go figure. Home field advantage right. all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
I mean, the New Jersey Generals are three and one. Philly, the Philly Stars are two and two. Panthers one and three, and the Maulers are zero and four, and that is the North Division. Uh, the South Division, we already mentioned, the Steins are four and zero. Oh, the Breakers are three and one. The Bandits are two and two, and the Gamblers are one and three. So, fun fact about the original USFL is the original Bandits were one of the most popular teams in the USFL back in the eighties. I can see that. And their one of their co-owners was Burt Reynolds. I do remember that. That's why they were called the Bandits. Smokey and the Bandit. It should have been a halftime show. Um. <laughs> right? But um, I, it's off to a, an okay start, I'm going to say. Um. The games are fine. Visually, it's not very appealing because these guys are playing to empty stadiums for the most part. But we I mean, won't know. It, go ahead. What? Yeah. No, go ahead. I mean, how does it feel for a player, though, to play in an empty stadium when, you know, you're, you're playing what would be considered professional ball, but yet you're playing to fans that are, you know, but they're not invested because it's not their home team. Um, yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, like from a player's perspective, like how how would that make you feel if you're told you're playing professionally and you're thinking, okay, this is going to be, you know, get the fans, get the fans going, and there's nobody there. I think they're getting paid no matter what. So <laughs> yeah, you're getting paid no matter what. But I'm just saying, like. Let's say a hockey game, you go, go sort of like during the bubble. It was, you know, no fans. Right. Where you, it was, one, it was strangest to see that. But two, imagine how it would feel for the players to, because some, some teams, some, almost you feel that rush. You feel the fans make right. the game. You feed off of them. Um, yeah. So, I mean, for this, I mean, you think, I mean, I think if the fans get in there, well, I think you'd have more exciting games. That's just. I, I think. I think the. I think the USFL has to get through this season. If the rumored branching out to actual home stadiums next season happens, I think you're going to see a different atmosphere. I hope. I mean, I hope I you mean, see a I different th- atmosphere. I think. Um, and I have to double check this while we're talking here. Um, that the, the stars will end up playing at, is it Franklin Field, the college stadium? I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. I've, so. I've seen that somewhere. Great. Thanks, Jason. Now we got to look this up. Hey, it, it is what it is, man. This is what happens when we start rifting, riffing. Yeah, Franklin Field is the University of uh, of Penn, and that holds fifty two thousand people. Um, I don't think visually that would be. I, I don't think you're going to get fifty two thousand in the first season, but I think as long as you get ten thousand, it's not going to be awful looking on TV, and. And they can do the old pro wrestling trick and put everyone on one side of the stadium and have the hard camera on the other side, and it looks full on TV. Or just start CGIing people in. We don't want to do that. No. <laughs> Let me tell you. Um, so the, the year G was born, uh, I won tickets, front row seats for SmackDown at Hershey, right? And it was a TV taping because SmackDown didn't air live. Then it was pre-taped and aired on Friday nights um, and got there. And I was first row. You saw me on camera just a little bit. But when I turned around, it was just empty on that entire side because that's where they had all the hard cameras and all the editing equipment. So it was literally just one side of Giant Center and then like the corner here and then three rows where I sat. And then, like, you know, the entrance where people sat. And that was it. 
half that arena was just empty because that's where they had all the production stuff. It's nice. a weird, weird visual. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it would be. I would definitely say it would be. <laughs> but you know what? The USFL could do the same thing. <laughs> they could. Just put everyone at one end. Sell tickets just for half the stadium. Yeah, half the stadium in the end zones and just leave one half. I mean, one half open. Well, like you said, like if they, you know, can get even 10 percent, you know, 25 percent. That's still a big jump. No, it is. And and I think it all depends on the size of the stadium, too. I mean, they could play at a soccer stadium and it would look far more full than Franklin Field. Yeah. Just because it's a smaller stadium, get you know, just to kind of make it pop out. Uh, I think after this season, like you said, we're should see what more they're gonna do. If they're gonna, I mean, it's not gonna go away after this first season, by far. No, I, I don't know because Fox has invested money into this. They they want the content. They want to have this on their networks and really out they don't they have a great deal with MLB and they never play MLB anytime other than Saturday afternoons on FS1 so what else is Fox Sports airing during the spring outside of one game a week of baseball yeah nothing then they have i think they have two sports channels so yeah it makes sense to have something on yeah I, don't know, I just feel like this season is one of those like, well, go back to the bubble. You get that, you know, get almost like just to bring it, just kind of an introduction back into spring right. football. And I then think hopefully is, just expand from there. I, I think it's really a soft start to see how it goes and then branch it out from there. Instead of losing a lot of money in this, in the first season, they're losing a little bit of money. And yeah. seeing how feasible it is. I mean, I, th- I think they'll see a growth if they do a little more advertising. I'm not going to say they're going to be like NFL status, but you're going to see oh, I something. Don't, I don't think anyone expects it to be NFL status. I think they just it's nice to have spring football back with yeah. a, with a name that is familiar with spring football. Even if it was from 30 plus years ago. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows? So, yeah, that's the USFL updates. Uh, also, that'd be the end of the second. We'll be right back. For listeners of the Not Another Sports Podcast, our friends at Baseball Together want you to check out their shop at 9 plus us. Dot com. That's N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S dot com. And if you check out their shop, use the code NASPOD, N-A-S-P-O-D, for 15% off your order. If you're checking us out on YouTube, you can see David is wearing the very popular Pirate Baseball logo cap. I got the classic logo baseball cap. Uh, and they have a ton of really cool designs. They have the Lover's Collection, the Legendary Collection. They have the ALNL uh, fan collection. They have the foul pole collection, the baseball together collection, the autism awareness collection, and so much more. Check them out at nineplusus.com. Greetings, wrestling fans. My name is Peter DeLong. And if you're looking for quick, easily digestible nuggets of pro wrestling goodness in an episodic format, Look no further than Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong on YouTube. Join me as I highlight different wrestlers or promotions worthy of your attention. Each episode features wrestlers, teams, and stables that deserve the spotlight, upcoming events in your local independent wrestling scene, or anything else interesting in the world of independent wrestling. Listen in as I run down the must-know info to get you familiar with our subject du jour. And then sit back and enjoy a related match featuring delectable custom commentary by yours truly, including some exclusive footage you won't be able to find anywhere else. 
Get your wrestling fix in bite-sized episodes with Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong. If you have personal footage, an upcoming event, or a product in general that could benefit from being featured on Wrestling Shorts with Peter DeLong, feel free to shoot me a message at PeterDeLongTalks at gmail.com, Peter DeLong on Facebook, or Twitter at DE underscore talks. Do you have a YouTube channel? Check out All Things YouTube. That's hosted by me, Matt Haas. I'll show you how to make searchable videos people actually watch. That's the key. Hey, look, we live in an amazing time. If you have something to say, you could reach a worldwide audience. A worldwide audience, and all you need is consumer-level gear and good on-camera presence. You don't need anyone's permission. The strategies and techniques you'll learn don't cost extra money, and they don't even take extra time. You just have to do things right. I'll show you how. Plus, all my stuff is free. The best place to start is to point your browser to allthingsyoutube.com. Welcome back to the third period. This is going to be an interesting topic because we both have uh, some interesting... uh, Things we found on it, advertising on uniforms. Now, I know in the NHL, they recently did this uh, with advertising on the helmets. It could get worse. So as a card-carrying Uniwatch member, uh, I have some very strong opinions about this entire topic. Uh I think jerseys should be ad-free. That's my opinion. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that I think I think uniforms and sports are pretty sacred. Yes, they should be no just the team name, number, player's name. That's it. The traditional, normal, standard stuff. Right. Not not let's do an advertising for X amount, you know, XYZ company. Uh, a jersey should not look like a NASCAR. Pretty much. And I know over in Europe, as as me and you talked off air a few moments ago, European hockey if uniforms, not just jerseys, but even the pants, the socks. They look you look like you're driving a a professional race car. <laughs> if, if if you look <laughs> you're up, wearing one. If you if you even look up European Hockey rink, the hockey rink ads. There are some stadiums, and Jason, the look on your face when you saw what these stadiums look, you know, what these uh, what these rinks look like. It the rink itself looks like a NASCAR ad. It, it, they're, they're everywhere. There had to have at least been sixteen ads on the ice, just on the one picture I found. It's it's awful looking. Um. I mean, it's one thing like you see in, let's say, the NHL with the ice. They have a virtual ads at each end of the glass. Okay, fine. It doesn't really distract much. You see it, but it's not a distraction. Ads on the on the boards don't bother me. Ads on the ads on the boards been around. Bother me. Ads on the walls, even at rink baseball games, have always been there for who knows how long. So it's not like it's a new thing, but. The what? ads on the helmets didn't bother me in the NHL. No, that does not bother me either. That doesn't take anything away. It's not on the it's not on the uniform itself. It's pretty inoffensive on the helmet. Um, but it's when it starts going on the uniform. Like the NBA, I think all but three three or four teams in the NBA don't have an ad. And I think that ends after next year. Um and they're they're small and insignificant enough that it shouldn't drive you crazy, but it drives me crazy. <laughs> well, I think what drives me nuts is when if they start doing not just the the uniforms, what makes them not want to you know not start doing what they did do over in Europe with the with the rink? It's like you said, yeah. the one you saw about sixteen. I'm looking at one where there's probably close to thirty. Well, the one picture I found. Uh, from the KHL, the guy has two McDonald's patches on each shoulder, and then he has the McDonald's logo wrapping around his socks. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at that uh, picture too. And a JMS on his 
hockey pants, whatever. The well, I, I don't that know what is. JMS is. That's why. Yeah, I, I don't know. McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, but he has two other ads on his hockey socks. Uh, looks like three two other ads, ads on his sleeve. Yep, and then two ads above the McDonald's one on the logo. Uh, above that, and that same logo that are on his shoulders is also on his hockey helmet. Yep. Now we don't know. You're gonna have to put that picture on the YouTube clip. <sighs> yeah. So they know what we're looking at. And we don't know what's on his back. We don't know what advertisement could be on the back of his jersey. I hope. If that. (laughs) Maybe. But who knows what advertisement's around it. We're loving the advertising. And the reason I I suggested this topic is this one falls on me is a few weeks ago, the Padres announced that they are going to have an ad. In 2023, they're going to be the first team to have an ad in 2023. And there's it's still an ad on the uniform. I don't like it. But it could be a lot worse. Um, So it's a Motorola ad on on the right sleeve. And it's in Padres color, so it blends in nicely. It's not like that's not too bad. I see where you're I see where you're coming from, where the jersey shouldn't have an ad. But at least it's not something distracting, like bright colors or something. It kind of blends in with the jersey, blends in with the team colors. Right. And that's that's my biggest thing is um, that I, I like. I mean, if they're going to do it, let's make sure the ad fits with the team's visual aesthetic. Like. I know for a while, I don't know if the Lakers have it anymore, but I know the Lakers for a while had a wish.com ad on the chest, a real small one on the chest of the jersey, but it was in wish color. So on this purple or way jersey or yellow home jersey, there is a bright white and blue wish.com logo on it. Why don't you just make it, uh, you know, if it's the purple away jersey, have it purple with a yellow wish on it. If you're going to do it, let's at least make sure it fits the jersey, not something that looks visually stupid. Um, I mean, I, yeah, uniforms should not have any type of any type of advertising. I understand because, like in we the said before, they're sacred because of what they are, what they represent. Right. The tradition behind it, the minor, well, even the minors, I sometimes kind of hinders on me because let's just say the Hershey Bears because they're local. Well, but the Bears have had a Highmark logo on the jersey for how long now? Yeah, but okay, but but think about this though: what if they start looking like the European jerseys now? Because they, yes, well, they had that jersey for the longest time. Yes, that's big in Hershey. Not being a smartass, aren't the Bears themselves an advertisement? Well, for chocolate. Yes. Their original name was the Bars. We, yeah, we that is true. That is true. That is true. But that was how long ago? Well, it was many, many moons ago. Yeah, that that was that long ago. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. That's all. <laughs> well, looking at the Unowatch article uh, here, they have uh, a one of the managers standing on base with a uh, with their normal helmet. Ford on the side. Yeah, I th- yeah, that was for uh, a game in Mexico. And when the Yankees and Red Sox played in England, they had ads on the helmets as well. Yep, I'm, I'm seeing that now. But I don't know. No, I, I'm. I, it's a controversial topic for people who understand. Why uniforms in sports are considered sacred by sports fans and by the athletes who play it. Unfortunately, I think too many teams look at everything as a money grab. And that's how you end up with the crazy European hockey sweaters where there's a Volkswagen logo on the chest. There's a, a Samsung logo on the, on the, the stomach. There's this, there's that. You know, the entire person is a walking advertisement for things that on TVs you can't even see. So what do I know? Right. Yeah, that's just kind of odd on any of that. Yeah, I don't get it. I do not get it. 
Um, now, yeah. in in the other Uniwatch article that we're re- that we have to reference from, um, I, I know because it's it's yet again it's high mark. Um, the Penguins' use of it is an awful. I still don't like it, even though it's a local medical facility. That's uh, eh, how I feel. Uh, at least it's not white with the blue Highmark logo. It's black with the blue Highmark logo. But it's just leave these leave these uniforms alone. There's other ways for these leagues to rake in more money from the fans. Yeah, at that point, it's it's just. It can be a bit much with everything. I just think it's a slippery slope to the European hockey sweaters. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it could be where it could be bad. Like I, as a fan, I don't want to buy a Phillies jersey that has a little tiny P and then a Tony Luke subs ad and then a PP and L ad and then this and that. And <laughs> a little tiny P because <laughs> oh, there's no room for a logo. It's just ads. at that point. Yeah. Or even, you know, instead of Phillies right across the chest, it's ads. And, and you know, here's the weird thing about it. And, and I think it's because as, as a country, we're very much tuned into the big four. But MLS has been doing this forever because it's just it's soccer culture is that the uniform, the teams are sponsored by. By businesses. Yeah, I mean, but that's, you know, when you're sponsored by a business, that's one thing. Because I think when you have a team that's been around for who knows how long and next thing you know, they're one half of their jersey looks like like we've said before, NASCAR. Right. And that's just half. Can't you imagine the post-game interviews? I want to thank the... <laughs> I want to thank the team, and I want to thank Heinz Ketchup and Coca-Cola and... McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, uh, Subway. <laughs> that's that's an old... Is that Was that a Bill Engvall bit? No, nah, I don't know. I just start naming... Is that Foxworthy? I don't know. I... I'm actually still looking at the jersey or not jersey, the rink uh, from over overseas where it has the subway, it has the Wendy's, it has this uh, Xfinity. It has. That's got to be photoshopped. I don't think there's any. Those are all like I don't think there's Xfinity over in Europe. I don't know what where this is at, though. I, I'm just saying like this because it's just. Either way, it's on the ice. It's. I don't know. This it, just I mean, the fills are losing. It might be in the yeah. I saw that. I mean, it might be Photoshop, but yet I wouldn't put it past. That's the thing. I wouldn't put it past it. And here's the thing. One thing we've learned is it will be tried out in the minors before it ever happens in the the top tier. So, well, like you said before, it would have to be so distracting. Like let's just say in let's just say in uh, hockey. You're skating the, uh, you know, skating up the ice, and next thing you know, you just pass five advertisements between the face-off dots. Well, I mean, and hockey's a great example for this because you can, like basketball, your your play on the court is not hindered by the view of the of the court itself. You as a player and you're dribbling, you're not focusing on the ball and how it moves on the court football. You're not focused on the ball on the ball and how it moves on the field hockey. You have to pay attention to the puck on the ice. What happens if Harley Davidson has an ad on the, on the ice and you lose the puck in the black of the Harley Davidson logo. And think about it for goalies. You're, you know, you have a beat on the puck, and next thing you know, your your eyes are off it because it blends in with an advertisement. Right, and I, I just think that's that's a bad situation. There's other ways to bring in money for the team. Now, you you said football that okay, yes, it does. You you really don't stare at the field, but what if they did that to football games, to the stadiums? I mean, that would look. <laughs> 
that looked a little interesting. Uh, unlike some of the unnatural fake turf fields that we see now, like is it Boise State has an all blue field mm-hmm. and yep. who has but the all black field? Well, that someone I has don't an know. all black field. But 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 still, I mean stuff like that, okay, fine. It's just one color. It's not let's just say the the, the traditional grass color green and the white lines. It's that plus maybe between between like each each every 10 yards is an advertisement right you know they get their own 10 yards so instead of being at the 10 yard line they would be at the mcdonald's Popeye spicy chicken sandwich line they could be at the hp line they could be at the pepsi line <laughs> i mean I, <laughs> who and knows there's I, the kickoff and <laughs> And he catches it at the Viagra yard line. He's moving it up the field. Oh, boy. (laughs) Imagine a a, a deep pass. (laughs) And he gets sacked at the the Viagra yard line. And if you're having trouble sacking your member, make sure to call the doctor (laughs) after four to six hours. Oh, this is, I wouldn't, honestly, I wouldn't put it past advertisement like that. I wouldn't. Oh yeah. They'll work. They'll find a way to work it into the broadcast. I can hear Joe Buck just annoying everyone with his ad reads for the, the yard line advertisements. I hope that never happens with yard line advertisements, but it would not surprise me. I mean, some teams have, have ads on the pitcher's mound. Uh, the, oh, and also the Boise State Broncos. It, yes, it's blue. The Coastal Carolina. I do not know how to say that name. <laughs> uh, you give it a shot. See what oh, happens. Heck. Yeah. Uh, but it's teal. Oh, geez. I, I want to pronounce it. I don't know how to pronounce it. Is yeah, I, what it comes down to. I, yeah, I don't know either. I mean, it's cl- it's clearly a rooster of some kind. Let's see here, the Central on, Arkansas, the... the the Central Arkansas Bears, purple and gray alternating every five yards. Think of that for a second for a football field. Every five yards is it? Is it is the Chanticleers, the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. Okay, we'll go with that. A name given to a rooster, especially in fairy tales. Fun fact about Coastal Carolina: a kid my dad coached in basketball played baseball there, <laughs> and he's in the minors still. Oh, there you go. The Lindenwood Lynx. Red and gray alternating every five yards. So you got purple and gray for the Central Arkansas Bears. Lindenwood is red and gray every five yards. East that, Michigan Eagles is all gray. Eastern Washington Eagle. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, Eastern Washington Eagles also. There's two Eastern Washington Eagles. One in... Washington and one in Michigan. I'm sorry, Eastern Washington Eagles. I'm off today. It's all I'm right. Kidding. There, there was a rumor that Maryland was going to go with an all black field, but the Eastern Washington Eagles is all red, nicknamed the Inferno. <laughs> but looking at this list, there's one, two, three, four teams that have blue fields. And Boise State actually had there since 1986. I like Boise State's. So I'm not going to lie. So I, I like it, too. It's different. It is but, different. And it's a good different. It's not. It's, it it's, makes it's, the game pop a little bit. Yeah. But it's not like you have, like I just said, purple and gray alternating every five yards. No, that's too much. 
Well, it could be an ad every five yards too, instead of 10. Could be an ad, you know. <laughs> well, I, I'm not for ads. I can, I can at least acknowledge when one like the Padres has done well and tasteful, even though I don't like it. I'm not for it. I think it's a slippery slope and it's going to end bad. Yeah, things like that. If it, you know, like you said with the Padres, if it fits the colors of the team, fits the the design, but it has to be a tasteful way to do it, not just where you look like an overpacked billboard. Right. You know, that's it's just going to get too much. Right. At that point, it's just going to get way too much. So on that note, that's the end of the third. Fun times. Yeah. Well, but, uh, but yeah, th- there's, go ahead. there's definitely a lot of interesting things off of Uniwatch with that alone. I love Uniwatch. Uh, it's one of my favorite sports sites of all time. You don't say. <laughs> shout out to I, I know he doesn't listen, but I'm shouting it, him out anyway. Shout out to Paul Lucas, the the brains behind it. Um, he writes some really great stuff. Um, and he caught some heat from people this past week over noticing a and it uh a mistake on the Tom Seaver Mets statue. The four on the back of the Tom Seaver statue, the jersey on the back of the statue is not a four that was ever used on a Mets jersey. And people flipped oh, out at him. Yeah. Why? Because he pointed something obvious out. He pointed it out and people were like, well, why, do, why does it matter? Why do you care? And he wrote a really nice thing on Uniwatch. He's like, it makes me appreciate the the audience I have here and our and our fans because while we are a small segment, we appreciate these little details. Well, you would think that they would want to make it in a design of the uniform of the era or what's current or anything like that. I mean, I'm right there with you, but me and you get it and not everyone does. <laughs> I mean, like I said, you would think that they would that they would want, you know, what is well, well let's just say, for example. Uh, an era of, let's say, Wayne Gretzky, just because, you know, a hockey fan, why not? They put a bronze statue up. You would think they want to put, let's say, a, a Kings. Let's just say, let's just say the Los Angeles Kings of that era. They'd want to put that type of jersey on him. But they put the modern crest on it. You know. Or they put Schmidt in a modern day Phil's hat instead of the the classic maroon one. I get it. And I'm there. But again, that's why he always says, you, you know, Uniwatch is for people who get it. The card even says, um, let me pull it back out here. This card certifies that you get it because you either get it or you don't. You understand why these things are important or you don't. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, it's, you, you, you know, you want to have the best details as possible. For what you're putting up. I agree. And it's funny. He. Uh, we got to wrap this up here soon. And, and I'll finish after this. Um, but he even interviewed the sculptor. And the sculptor admits. He's like when I. My fir- my 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 initial clay. One that I did that was this big. He's like it was right. So I don't know when in the process. I put the wrong four on. He's like but it's my mistake. And I'm going to own it. And I'm like well. The guy came off really cool because he did admit his mistake. He wasn't offended that he noticed it. Like, just seemed like a really good guy. Yeah. And kudos to him for sitting down to be interviewed by Paul from <laughs> Uniwatch about this. Hey. I, I, at least he admitted it. Yeah. And knows, okay, I did wrong. So, real quick, let's, uh, let's hit some plugs here. Uh, you can catch me monthly on the Philly Baseball Together podcast with my co-host Tori. Um, we review the prior month of the Philly season, and actually, last week we hit you with a bonus episode. Um, 
I know I sent it to you. I don't know if you got to listen to it, but it was really just 30 minutes of of us just venting about that meltdown against the Mets. And was that what you're calling it? The meltdown? It was something. Um, I think I called it 30 minutes of hate. <laughs> <laughs> and I cracked Tori up at the end because I said, uh, thank you for joining us to, for this uh, very special episode of the Philly Baseball Together podcast. And unlike Full House and Blossom, we've learned nothing here. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but you can find the Philly Baseball Together podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, don't forget to check out our friend Matt and his co-host Chris on The A-Show. Uh, that is a pro wrestling fantasy draft ep- uh, podcast where each week different guests join them to draft and book the best wrestling show within the parameters given of each show. Uh, case in point, the first time I was on, we did 1989 NWA, um, one of my favorite times and promotions in pro wrestling. Uh, you can find them on CKCC Radio and wherever else you get your podcasts. <sighs> With that, we're closing up shop for the night. Um, thank you for joining us for episode 45 of the Not Other Sports Podcast. Um, you can find us in the description of the show. Our Linktree address is there. You can look us up on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, and our our store is through that link tree, uh, uh, naspod-creator.spring. Uh, you can find all those links in the description of the episode in every episode. Uh, you can also find links for Fans Idea and Baseball Together in the in the uh, write-up of the episode. Um, go to our, 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 our Teespring shop, check out our shirts. Our What old do we got? We got sweatshirts, we got hoodies. We got t-shirts, t-shirts and long sleeve shirts. shirts. Oh yeah. Still looking for that hat though. Still a hat would I, be nice. I go on there at least I want to say twice a week just to see if they put one on and all they have is that bucket hat that doesn't look right. <laughs> you can wear that on the golf course. Um if you visit our link tree and go to any one of our social media accounts, please Hit us up, comment, message us, interact with us. That's why we have them. Um, the non Sports Podcast is available for streaming or download at Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and wherever else you get your podcast. If you want to sit and watch us, uh, we are on YouTube. David uploads those episodes incrementally. We split them up into each period. So you don't have to sit there for an hour and 15 minutes. You only get to sit there for 20 to 15 minutes and Watch us talk about uh, whatever we talked about on the podcast that week. See um, our reactions. <laughs> our reactions are something sometimes. Um, <laughs> either way, please subscribe, rate, review, give us our, give us your feedback. That's the way we make this podcast improve and work. With that, uh, my name's Jason. I'm David. And we'll talk with you next time. Have a good one. You have been listening to the Not Another Sports Podcast. Thank you for your listenership.